Welcome to episode one of the Combat Review. Don't know why I'm talking like that. Uh, I thought I'd make a podcast on my own to start off with, see how it goes. You never know, it might become a global phenomenon or it might just be a bit of fun, something to do. Uh, I have followed mixed martial arts since UFC 100. I think it was UFC 100. I watched uh, with my friend at 2 o'clock in the morning uh, downstairs in his dad's house. And we had to be really, really quiet. But I'd never seen, I'd never seen anything like that before. I think the, the, other, the other only time I came across uh, the UFC was in Friends where Monica's, Monica's boyfriend Pete wants to be the ultimate fighting champion. <laughs> and I didn't even know what it was then. Um, so yeah, UFC 100... Uh, watched that I don't know if I was amazed like that there was definitely something I noticed about it there was something that drew me to it but it wasn't I don't know how to describe it it wasn't like I had to watch it again well it was it was like I had to watch it again but I didn't know why um and yeah that's where it started I think me and my friend Jack watched UFC 100 then uh UFC 105 was the first event we went to um and that was in manchester and the main event was randy couture versus brandon vera uh, and i think it also had dan hardy on the card possibly against rory markham but i might i might have got that wrong um and there was one who else was fighting on the card i can't remember who else was on the 105 should we have a look just so i give myself some sort of UFC 105, let's have a look here. Randy Couture, Dan Hardy, Michael Bisping fought Dennis Kang, of course he did. And Matt Brown fought, look at that. Matt Brown fought James Wilkins. And Ross Pearson beat Aaron Riley, look at that. Um, yeah, UFC 105, watched that in Manchester, went up there, did the whole weekend thing, good fun. After that, we went to UFC 120, which was in... The O2, and it was Dan Hardy versus Carlos Condit. Uh, did we want UFC? Why does UFC 111 stick in my brain? That was Dan Hardy, GSP, wasn't it? No, we didn't go and see that. Um, UFC 120, after that, now it gets a bit dicey. Uh, we went to quite a few UFC fight nights in London. Uh, UFC 138, I think, might have been in Birmingham. Was it Birmingham? UFC 138 was Lieben versus Munoz. November the 5th, 2011, Chris Lieben beat Mark Munoz. Uh, we had Brad Pickett, uh, lost to Henan Brown, round one. Tiago Alves, I don't know why I'm going through all of these. Uh, yes, Birmingham. So I went to UFC 138, went to UFC in Sweden. Uh, Rumble Johnson knocked out Alexander Gustafsson with a weird sort of headbutt but not no one could really figure it out no matter how many times you slide it down it was very very bizarre um that was really cool 30,000 seaters uh seat stadium sat two rows from the front somehow no idea how just bought random tickets and they were those um yeah really cool event the the best one we went to UFC 189 in Vegas and watched obviously Connor against uh, Chad Mendes, which was unbelievable. Um, there is a bunch that I'm forgetting. Um, I don't know why I'm forgetting them. Uh, probably because there's so many and I haven't really talked about UFC in a while. But 
I used to always enjoy UFC. Once I got into it, I didn't really get out of it. Um, I lost touch of it. I trained jiu-jitsu for maybe three years, maybe four years, on and off over probably seven years. And every time I dipped out of jiu-jitsu, I kind of dipped out of the UFC. And I don't really know whether or not it was the UFC uh, when I lost interest, lost interest in jiu-jitsu, whether it was the other way around. I never really figured that out. Um, but... I have decided to kind of get back into it. I, I was I was a big Charles Sonnen fan, and when he fought Anderson Silva at one seventeen, that was like the peak. Um, you know, I followed I'd follow him off the edge of a cliff. He was my absolute favourite, um, and I managed to meet him. I managed to meet him. Maybe I'll share that story on uh, episode two if I ever make an episode two. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, when I fell out of fell out of love with the UFC I kind of fell out of love with jiu-jitsu or whatever way around that went but I've decided to sort of get back into it um you know I always I always kept my finger on the pulse and sort of figured out what had happened and checked the results and stuff but I never used to sit down and watch a card and it's probably been about a year since I've sat down and watched a card but I watched uh the fight night the other night uh that was Santos and Teixeira um I actually watched it yesterday and we are now on What's the date today? I don't know what the date is. The 15th of November, so it was a week ago, and there was a card last night. So I'm going to review uh, last week's card as sort of a practice run, dry run, whatever you have it, uh, as the episode number one. And then tomorrow I'll review uh, the card that was last night, which the main event was Paul Felder and... um, Rafael Dos Anjos, and I just, I don't know why I don't like him. I don't know, you know, you don't, don't, don't like someone. I don't like RDA, I never have. I never thought he was that good. Um, obviously, look, he's good because he fights in the UFC and he's beaten some world-class opponents. And if memory serves me correctly, he was the champion at one point, which is um, painful. But I've never really liked him. I don't know, I never really thought his fights were that exciting. He was really, really good for about two or three fights, and then he was just rubbish, like all, all of a sudden overnight. And I don't really understand what happened with that, but um, yeah. So basically, uh, before I started rambling, the whole point of this podcast is called the Combat Review, um, mainly because I'm going to review uh, combat sports. Um, most uh, obviously, the UFC. I might touch on a bit of Bellator, even though it's boring. I don't know why the worldwide leader it always seems to be. Uh, where, where the fun happens. There's some good fighters in Bellator and, you know, Michael Venom Page was fun for a bit and, and until he got knocked out because he was being stupid. Um, but mainly the UFC, um, a bit of boxing, although I can't, I don't enjoy boxing. It's not that great. I enjoy when there's a big heavyweight fight coming up and that's about it. So obviously I watched the Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury fights. I watched Anthony Joshua, um, but unless it's one of the kind of the big guys, I'm not really that interested. I used to watch Mayweather and then he went... For me, when it comes to any sort of sport like this, it's not even the fight that's the entertaining part of it. It's not the fight. You know, there's always going to be fights on TV and it's not that that draws me to it. It's the build-up. It's the why they're fighting. It's the sell. You need to know why people are fighting. And when you don't know why people are fighting, it's not as fun to watch. Um, you know... It, I'm not even that fussed how entertaining the fight is. I want to know why they're fighting. Um, if that's if you can hear that snoring, that's my dog, by the way, um, for the one listener that might be listening to this. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I want to know why they're fighting. I want to watch the build-up. I want a big build-up. I want to, I want all the all the flair and the pomp. That's why I like Chael, because he always had something to say. Um, you know, he would always be funny. He would always pick a fight with someone. He would always make you want to watch. He would always make you buy a ticket. He would make you put your hand in your pocket. He would make you talk about it. And that's what it's all about. I like that feeling of being involved in something, of being a part of something. And when you can have those conversations with people about those sorts of things and about why they're fighting, it brings you in, it brings you together. And I, I like that about this sport and, and obviously other sports as well. Um, but it's that why, not just that they're doing it fine. You know, I don't even really care who wins, but I want to know why they're fighting. I want to know what's happened. Um, obviously, sometimes people fight because one's ranked number two and one's ranked number three. Or sometimes people fight because there's no one else to match them up with. But even then, there should be a sell around it. There should be something to draw you towards it. And I think as the UFC has put on more and more events, um, that's become a lot more difficult. Become a lot more difficult to find the reason why. Um, so that's that's interesting. That's interesting for me anyway. Um yeah, what else? So obviously we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be talking through UFC. Um, we're going to be talking a bit of WWE. I have liked wrestling since I was about seven years old. I've thought it's fantastic. Um, you know, the Attitude Era was the one. The Rock and Stone Cold, unbelievable. Um, and anyone that said, anyone that's my age that says they didn't watch wrestling is a liar. Because when Stone Cold's music hit and you heard that glass shatter or you heard The Rock take the piss out of someone, it was just the best. And the product at the moment is just dreadful. Um, you know, I don't know the last time I watched uh, of the full three hours of Raw. I can't. Um, I normally go on uh, YouTube on Tuesday morning and watch the highlights of what's happened. I also watch... Uh, your wrestle talks, uh, your what cultures on YouTube, the podcasts, all sorts of things like that, um, and I, I, I kind of rely on them for my state of affairs on the WWE. But we'll maybe uh, review a couple of those if I can stomach watching them. Uh, Survivor Series is coming up, um, and that's always normally a really good event. So might have a bit of WWE sprinkled in. AEW I actually enjoy quite a bit. Uh, it's mainly because of Chris Jericho and it's something new and it's something fresh and I think that's what wrestling was obviously missing. WWE cornered the market. It's cornered the market for a while but it took its eye off the ball. The product just got stale and unwatchable at times. I thought NXT was quite good. Um, it was a good idea. It's definitely something they needed. My frustrations come when they promote people from NXT onto the main card and pretty much destroy everything that they built in NXT. It's They still haven't quite got that bit right. Um, and they also, because they obviously rely on shareholders and things like that, they can't, they can't hold their nerve when it comes to talent and comes to building talent. And that's quite evident when you watch the product. Someone gets a push for a week or two weeks, and if it doesn't take straight away, they panic and pull them away. And... That's the reason their ratings are going backwards. You know, I think SmackDown did a 1.6 the other day or Raw did a 1.6 in the last... I think they did a 1.4 in the third hour of Raw last week, which is a disgrace of a number, you know, back in the day. And obviously, yes, there's streaming services now and there's more things to watch, whereas before there was 10, 15, 20 channels. You know, when SmackDown and Raw, when Raw was doing 13 million viewers an episode or something like that or... That was the golden era, and there was less less things to steal people's attention. But 
it definitely uh, a one point four in the third hour is is a total car crash. So. Uh, we'll dip into WWE, we'll dip into AEW, it will give me an excuse to watch more AEW because I like it. Um, Chris Jericho is the best, he might be 50 years old, but he's the best, he's hilarious, he can reinvent himself once a week if he wants to. Um, enough love for Chris Jericho, never said enough love before, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Um, yeah, he's fantastic. So we'll probably dip it in and out of all sort of things, combat. Uh, I don't think we'll, we'll we'll spend any time on judo or karate or anything like that. Maybe a bit of jiu-jitsu, but I haven't trained jiu-jitsu in a year and a half now. Obviously, I worked in Ireland for a year, uh, which made it difficult to train. And then obviously lockdown happened um, and that kind of ruined all gyms, um, which is a bit unfortunate. So that's what we'll do. I might talk about football. I like football. Uh, I support I don't really support anyone. Kind of pick a team at the start of every season. Makes me enjoy football a lot more. Uh, Could talk about that. But I did call it the Combat Review, so I can't probably change its name in a year's time. Um, So, yeah, maybe we'll have like a last 10 minutes or first 10 minutes. We'll just talk about bullshit, but who knows. Um, Yeah, so Santos versus Teixeira. That's the first UFC event I've watched live in maybe, I don't know how long. How long since I've watched it live? Maybe watching a whole event, three, four, five months, something like that. Um, but you know what? It didn't suck. It wasn't bad. I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, the main card, who do we have? We had Claudia Gadelia versus Yan Shannon. I think I'm, I'm pronouncing that wrong or butchering it. We'll call her Yan Shannon. Um, we had J- Jamie Simmons, whose nickname was Afro Samurai. That is... Utter garbage for a nickname. Um, and he lost. Great. That's fantastic. Against Gika Chikadze. Um, but to be honest, I'm not too sure about either of those two gentlemen. Uh, we had Rioni Barcelos versus uh, Taha. And in the co-main event, we had old boy Andre Arlovsky versus Tana Boza, which we'll talk about. Bossa. Uh, and obviously the main event was Glover versus Santos. Uh, so yeah, we'll jump right in. I think uh, the Claudia Gadelia fight uh, versus Shannon uh, was interesting. I think uh, Gadelia looked, I don't want to say past it, but maybe uninterested. I think she underestimated her opponent. I think she didn't try as hard. I think she thought she'd win quite easily. And then once she started to lose, she probably kidded herself into thinking that she was winning. It was a very, very weird performance. I thought she won the first round. Um, She did a lot of controlling up against the fence, which for me doesn't exactly win you the fight. But when nothing else happens and that's all that you've done, it, it kind of... It kind of gives you the first round. Um, I think Yan's striking looked good in the first round. She just didn't get the chance to get that much of it off because obviously Claudia was holding her against the fence. Um, Yan in the second round picked the striking up. She got a lot more time. I thought she uh, looked really good actually. Uh, really good against sort of a, I want to say a veteran like Gadelia, but she's been around a bit. I mean, I, I, Last time I saw her, she looked bloody good. She was she was fighting for world titles and things like that. And now I haven't watched the product properly for a year. And I've come back and she looks uh, pretty average, to be fair. But that's taken nothing away from Yan, who's striking genuinely did look very good. Uh, obviously, second round, pretty much more of the same. 
I think there was a couple of takedown attempts from from Claudia. But the thing that annoyed me is at the end of the round or at the end of the fight, she'd clearly lost the fight. Like, she'd clearly lost the fight. And even being in it, she must have known she'd lost the fight. And the first thing she does, put her hands up like they always do. Awful. Um, trying to convince the judges that have already marked the fight that they won the fight, which makes no sense at all. Um, and then once the decision was read out, she looked all shocked. She looked all shocked that she'd lost. I couldn't believe it. I don't know what she's. I don't know what goes through their heads. It, 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 it's infuriating to watch as a fan. I'm like, what did you think was going on? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but yeah, Yan looked good. I think the champion is Rose Namajunas there. Um, I think they're in that white class. You can tell I haven't watched it in so long. Um, I don't know. Uh, actually, didn't Rose lose? Did Rose lose? Let's bloody well find out. I don't know. Let's have a look here. Rose, let's have a look at the old rankings, shall we? Athlete rankings. There we go. Do, 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 do. Women's strawweight. No. Wiley Zhang. Yeah, Rose lost. Of course she did. So Wiley Zhang. I think I've seen her fight once. Uh, and she beat Rose, so she must be pretty good. How is Joanna number two? She can't still be number two, can she? And there's Yan in number three. So she's moved up. Carlos Bars has moved down. So Yan is going to fight Joanna if she's still fighting at the moment. I haven't seen her fight in a while. I think she's been quite inactive. Versus Rose Namajunas. Um, sorry, Rose is number one. Let's click on Joanna and see what her record is. When did she last fight? Bring her record up. Bring her record up. Bring her record up. Show stats. Uh, da, 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 da. So she fought... She fought... Yan, so she fought Yang Zhang. Yang Zhang? Wiley Zhang on the 7th of March 2020. So she has only fought once this year and she got beat. Before that, she beat Michelle Waterson. Yeah, that's about right. And before that, she lost to the bullet, which everyone loses to the bullet. So, yeah, interesting. Interesting. Why did they rematch her and Rose? That was a weird one. She got beaten, knocked out, and then she got rematched and got beaten again. Doesn't make any sense. Beat Tisha Torres, lost to the bullet. Beat Michelle Watson, lost to Zhang. So I don't know where Yun Jacek goes from here. It's a bit of a sticky situation to be in. But I digress. We were talking about um, Yan. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess you can have a fight, Joanna, or fight Rose. Um, I don't want to see Rose against Zhang. I don't want to see Joanna in another title fight for a while. She's she's going to turn into Holly Holm and just keep getting the, being the go-to girl they stick in title fights. So I don't really want to see that, if I'm honest. I don't know about you guys. I don't want to see that. Um, I definitely don't want to see that. So, yeah, that was that fight. Um, Claudia Gadelia, I don't know where she is. She's six in the rankings. She's dropped two spaces. Um, I'm not really too interested in her record, but I've clicked on it now, so let's have a look anyway. What do we got? She lost to Yan, obviously, just gone. She fought Claudia Gadelia. She fought Hill, but there's no result. So I don't know what happened there. Perhaps I've been watching UFC. I bloody well know. Uh, Gadelia, she beat Marcos. She lost. She won. She lost. Yeah. Uh, I don't... She's no good. She's no good. Let's not talk about her anymore. So moving on to the next fight. Um, Jeremy Stevens came out and he looked like... He looked like... You know what he looked like? He looked like the geezer you get when you play the UFC game and you start with your very first character. 
That's what he looked like. He had shitty shorts on. Uh, he looked basic. He, he had this weird hair. He hadn't really tidied it up. It was a bit messy. His name was the Afro Samurai. His record was seven and two. He just looked like a jobber to me. Um, the thing that did uh, did sort of throw me off, they fought a featherweight. And they did not look 145 pounds to me. They looked huge, which was so weird, having not watched the product in sort of six, seven, eight months or whatever. I watched a couple of fights, but... They looked massive. Maybe it's because it was the first one I'd seen on screen for a while, but yeah. So Jeremy uh, or Jamie Simmons versus Giga Chikadze, which is quite a cool name. Um, Chikadze won uh, with a head kick in uh, the first round. Three minutes and 51 seconds, it looks like it was here. Very good head kick. Went to the body first um, and then obviously did the old... The old switcheroo and went to the head, uh, knocked him out, or TKO, should I say. Um, to be honest, I thought he didn't look very good, Chikadze. Um, I thought he was fighting a pretty basic fighter in, in Jamie Simmons. I haven't seen him fight before, but having watched him yesterday and the fact he looked like a um, a character in a UFC game, he didn't look great. And uh, Chikadze won, but I don't think that really did his career too much progress other than the fact it was another victory not a bad fight to watch someone got knocked out nothing to moan about there this next fight was my favorite fight of the card it was Rione Barcelos which I'm probably butchering uh versus Taha I think it was Alid Taha uh but I can't remember his name because I'm really really good at this uh he was from Dortmund which I found was interesting and I could hear his corner shouting German um but he didn't have a German flag next to his name he had another funny flag which I don't know what it is so um this was a really really good fight Taha looked good you know he was no mug he's in good nick he's quick um but Barcelos was a fucking monster like he was really impressive his ground game was second to none and uh, his striking was really good as well. Let's find him, shall we? Let's see if I can spell his name right. Rayoni. Oh, already spelled it wrong. Rayoni Barcelos. Let's find out a little bit about this guy. I didn't know anything about him before. Hadn't seen him fight. Just took one look at them both. And then the fight started and I was very, very impressed by this guy. 1987. So he's 33. Two years older than me. Black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Well, there's no fucking surprise there. Uh, 17 wins, 16, uh, 17 fights, 16 wins, 8 knockouts, 2 submissions, 6 decisions and 1 loss by submission. When did he last lose? I bet it was a while ago. His last loss was in RFA 14, April 11th, 2014 to Mark Dickman. What a great name, Mark Dickman. So he got into the UFC... 14th of January, 14th of July, 2018... And his first victory was against Kurt Hollibart, never heard of him. Chris Gutierrez, Carlos Huachin, Sad Namagomedov, I assume that's Khabib's little brother. And then Khalid Taha. It was Khalid, I was right. Khalid Taha. So, but he looked good. He looked very good. And I think um, he'd give quite a few people in that division a run for their money. Uh, I think it was, was it Bantamweight? Let's have a look here. Where was it? Where was it? It was Bantamweight. I was right. So Peter Yan's the champion at Bantamweight. Aljamain Sterling, the number one contender. How he hasn't had his title shot yet. I don't know how that's happened. I don't know what's going on with that. It's very bizarre. I swear he was in for a title, uh, title fight a year ago. 
Corey Sanhagen, never heard of. Marlon Moraes, of course. Coley Garbrandt. How is Coley Garbrandt fourth? Still, Frankie Edgar fifth. Jose Aldo seventh. That division looks like it's in trouble. Dominic Cruz. Oh, Dominic Cruz. Oh, number 10. So here's something about Dominic Cruz. He was commentating on that. Um, he was commentating on that show. Oh, I just put a, I, I made notes because I don't want to forget stuff. And obviously this is the, the first time I'm breaking down an event for my one listener that's listening to this. But I... Dominic Cruz commentating makes me sad. I don't know how else to describe it. It just, it's just, I don't know, he's not very good. He's not very good at it. And I feel that it was just him and Anik. And I feel it's better when there's three of them. When there was just two of them, Dominic Cruz for me was just a bit, I don't know, I, I felt like I wanted to go and give him a hug. It didn't feel right. It was a bit weird. Um, I think you need the three. You need Rogan, Anik and Cruz, or you need DC, Rogan and Anik, or you need... Uh, Rogan, you need basically two and Anik is what you need. I don't think um, Dominic Cruz and Anik on their own worked very well. Um, and that's not a reflection on Anik. I think it's more a reflection on Cruz. It could be that he was commentating. It was this part I noticed it. So maybe it's because he's in that division that he was paying more attention, not really commentating. I don't know, but I didn't like it. Anyway, we move on. Barcelos looked very, very good. Um, his ground game was first class. He had a good left hook. He was His kicks were good. He flowed well. 30-27, he could have finished the fight a couple of times. Um, very, very impressed. I, I want to see him fight a Marlon Moraes next. I want to see him fight maybe a Frankie Edgar, even though he'll smash Frankie Edgar into the ground. Um, or maybe Corey Sanhagen's number two. Don't know who he is, but if he's number two, he must be all right. Um, so, yeah. I was very, very impressed with my that fight. That was my fight of the night. I haven't looked at the bonuses, but um, I would be shocked if they didn't get fight of the night. Should we have a look? UFC fight night. Uh, Teixeira versus Santos. Let's click on this here. I'm very aware of dead air when it's just me talking on the podcast. Very aware. Fight of the night bonus. Barcelos versus Taha. Of course it was. Performance of the night. Oh, Chikadze. I don't know about that. I'd have given it to Barcelos. But they like finishes, don't they? So maybe that's why they didn't do it. Um, ah, main event of the... Or co-main event of the evening was Andre Arlovsky. Old, slow, legend. Uh, with a 29-19 and 19 record, which is impressive. Uh, versus Tana Bossa or Tana Boza. I'm going to say Tana Bossa. 19 and 6 record. And to be honest, I don't know how Andre Olofsky won. The fight was a bit crap. Um, nothing really happened in the first round. Then Olofsky. Basically, the, the, the story of this fight was nothing happened, but anytime something happened, it was Olofsky throwing something really hard. And that was pretty much it. Tanner landed a couple of shots here and there and his leg kicks and stuff like that. But anytime there was any sort of damage done, it was Arlovsky. And um, that is pretty much why he won, I think. You know, the fight was not good to watch. I don't know why Arlovsky is still fighting. It feels like a fight that would have happened in Bellator. Um, but he won, so he's going to fight again. Um, Tanner Bossa, I haven't seen fight before. He's got a very interesting haircut, um, but I took one look at him and said, jobber. And then obviously he went and lost to Andre Arlovsky. So when your career is on the up and up 
and you go and lose to Andre Arlovsky, who's 41 years old, I think. Is he 41? He could be older. Andre Arlovsky. How old is Andre Arlovsky? Andre Arlovsky is yet 41, 1979. And how old was Bossa? 33, 34? It's raining hard outside. Tanner Bossa, 29. So he's 29, he should be in the peak of his career, and he went and got beat by old boy Andre Arlovsky, who pretty much did nothing the whole fight and then stole it with a couple of heavy shots. And we look at Tanner Bossa's record. He's been in the UFC since October 2019, so two years. He, two years? One year. One year? Where are we now? Yeah, one year. He's been in the UFC for a year. And in that year, he beat... Daniel Spitz, who I've never heard of by unanimous decision. He lost to Cyril Gain. Sounds like a bad guy in a Batman film. Uh, by unanimous decision. He KO'd Philippe Linz, who again I've never heard of. And he TKO'd Rafael Pessoa at Whitaker versus Till. Poor Darren Till. Uh, and then he lost unanimous decision to Andre Olofsky. So I don't really know where his career is going, but he's in the UFC and he's probably earning some money, albeit not that much. Uh, but he has four, three, four, five times in a year, which isn't bad going, to be fair. Um, but if you ask me, he's a jobber. He's never going to be the heavyweight champion of the world. So obviously he accepts his position in the pecking order and we're just picking up these fights. Um, but that, Arlos- that Arlovsky loss is inexcusable and it's probably hurt him. Uh, then we move on to the main event. Um, the main event, Glover Teixeira versus uh, Tiago Santos. You look at that on paper... And Tiago Santos is going to run through Glover. You know, there, there, there's <laughs> Glover Teixeira is 41 years old. And he hasn't looked great. He went through a little phase where he looked a bit rubbish. You think, ah, right, he's at the end of his career. He's winded down. He's going to be like Andre Olofsky, you know. Uh, and then he comes back. And he comes back with a performance like... Last weekend, and it was, it was impressive. I mean, I don't know what I, I, he got rocked early by Santos, and it looked like ah, here we go, he's finished. And he took the fight to the ground. He's a smart veteran. Um, Santos shouldn't have really lost that fight. He should have, well, he should have finished it. Really, he he, he knew what Glover was like. Um, he rushed in, trying to finish. Glover held on, took him down. And then realised that Santos has no ground game or a very limited ground game compared to Glover's. Um, yeah, and took full advantage of that. So hats off to Glover Teixeira, but 41. Now, the problem that you now get is I don't know what happens to the fucking division. Like, you could, can you give Glover a title shot? You can't give Glover a title shot, can you? You need to give him one more that hopefully he loses. And that's not a knock on Glover. Like, I think he's great, but... Do you want a 41-year-old as your champion in one of your, or used to be, your biggest divisions? No, you don't. Um, So, yeah, let's have a look at Glover's record. So, he lost to, when we go back to 2016, he lost to Anthony Johnson. He beat Jared Kinnear by decision. He lost to Gustafsson. He beat Serkinov. He lost to Corey Anderson. His, His career was a little bit up and down. 
Fast forward to January 2019, he won by submission, won by submission, won by split decision, TKO'd Anthony Smith, and now he just beat Thiago Santos. So he's run right to the top of the fucking heavyweight, uh, light heavyweight division. Um, and then if we have a look at the rankings, where is he on the rankings? Have they updated him? Uh, yeah, Glover's, sec- Glover's the number one contender in the light heavyweight division. And the champion is Jan Blachowicz. It, it's just... It upsets me. When I look down the light heavyweight division, Jan's the champion, not that great. Fair play is the champion, but not that great. Glover, old boy. Talented, but he's an old boy. Tiago Santos obviously is lacking some sort of ground game. Dominic Reyes, we thought, was the saviour in the whole package, and he managed to lose to Jan. I did watch that fight. Alexander Rakic, um, he'll always be fourth. He'll always be fourth. Yiri Prochaska, Prochaska, never heard of him. Anthony Smith, he hasn't got what it takes. Volkan Ozdemir hasn't got what it takes. Nikita Krylov hasn't got what it takes. Johnny Walker looked great until he wasn't. And Misha Serkinov sitting at number 10. So that, that division, oh, look at number 14. So in a division where Mauricio Shogun Hua is ranked 14th, they've got problems. There's not enough depth in that division. They've got to do something about that quick. And I don't think giving Israel Adesanya the title shot is the answer. The only reason they do that is because one of the divisions is struggling. Um, or you're Conor McGregor. And he is not Conor McGregor. So that appears to be what's next for Jan Blahovic. So Glover's going to have to wait. Hopefully they can give him maybe Dominic Reyes and Dominic Reyes can beat him and then... Maybe they can slot Reyes back into that title picture, but they've got to get some more talent in that 205, 205 division. Um, but all in all, it was a good event. I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed watching it. Obviously, fast-forwarded through the adverts because no one wants to watch that, but I watched every fight, uh, enjoyed the card, and next weekend we have the Felder RDA card because who got hurt? Uh, who's that guy everyone's talking about at the moment? What's his name? Let's have a look. UFC Fight Night. I can't remember his name. Chaket? Chamev? Chaket? UFC Fight Night. Felder versus RDA. Talk amongst yourselves, team. Talk amongst yourselves. Fight Night results. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to review the card now because I'm going to try and do that tomorrow. Uh, Then you'll get two podcasts in a week. Look at that. Um, Obviously, next week we've got AEW. Uh, I don't think I'll review the Raws and Smackdowns. I might, depending on what happens at the weekend. But uh, Survivor Series is next week. So we'll dip into Survivor Series uh, the following Monday. So yeah, next week we've got Felder and Dos Anjos. Um, Islam, is it Makachev? Islam Makachev. I remembered it. Is, it. is that him? Why don't I know if that's him? I genuinely don't know if this is the guy that everyone's talking about. Islam Makachev. Da, 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 da. Uh, RDA versus Islam Makachev. RDA versus Islam Makachev, yeah. Okay, Islam Makachev's the guy everyone's talking about. When I look down at his record, though, it doesn't look like appear like he's beaten anyone half decent yet. But, obviously, he was about to fight RDA, who, again, I really don't think is that great, but um, he won. Oh, he's lost He's lost the fight. So he's been in the UFC since 2015, and now all of a sudden he's the man. That's interesting. That's very interesting. So, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait to see if he is the man or not. 
but there we go. So, yeah, I think, um, like I said, we'll dip in and out of quite a few different combat sports. We might even dip in and out of other things. Um, but that's what we're going to do. I'm sure it will get better. This is my first This is my first one. I've jumped all over the place. Don't really know what I'm talking about. Uh, pronounce a few people's names wrong. Pronounce a few divisions wrong. Um, and pretty much forgot what I was saying half the time. But I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and if you didn't, I guess it doesn't matter because probably no one's listening. <laughs> so next week, uh, or perhaps tomorrow actually, uh, the fights were tonight. Um, I will watch them tomorrow and then I will record uh, episode two. And we will take it from there. Uh, But thanks for listening and have a good week.